Hello and welcome to Princess in the Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Sawyers, and I'm ready to talk Disney movies past and present. Once upon a time, Hannah and Albany sat down to talk about Inside Out. Hello, Albany. How are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you doing? Pretty good. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you know me. So I teach at Piedmont Intermediate with Hannah. I teach drama and choir and to fifth and sixth grade. And this is my first year at Piedmont, so this I've known Hannah since we started school. I married and I have a two-year-old who's crazy. <laughs> Her name is Charlotte. My husband's name is Robert, and he actually also teaches drama and choir to middle schoolers. Um, I grew up, you know, with like Cinderella and Snow White and Parent Trap, but I wouldn't say that my family was crazy about Disney. I mean, it was just kind of part of what we watched. And I always wanted to go to Disney World, but I didn't even really know what that meant. I just saw those commercials, you know. When On I was, the Disney Channel? Yes. The commercials where like their parents surprised them or whatever, and I thought that was so cool. Um, but then when I got married, my husband's family, they are Disney crazy. Like his aunt and uncle, their whole house is decorated. Like their whole bathroom is Mickey everything in their living room, like wall-to-wall posters of Fantasia in like different languages oh, from that around would be the world. So cool! It is. It's a little intimidating. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, and they go to Disney World like every year, and so going with his family is really fun because they know all the ins and outs. And they, I think they've probably made me more of a Disney fan than I ever was. Not that I was an anti-fan. I just wasn't. I was real casual about it, you know. Yeah, it wasn't like your life. No. Like no. me. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to Disney World this past Christmas, and it was really, really fun. That's awesome. I was so jealous. <laughs> I Like, that's one of my dreams, but I also, like, don't like crowds. Sure. And so I don't know that I could handle Disney at Christmas. Oh, yeah. Was it insane? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, and it almost... We almost regretted going at that time, because even though it's Disney and it's wonderful... When, when everything is like a 45 at least, if not two hour wait, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's not is as Is it much even fun. worth it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I got you. So let's jump right in. Tell me what your movie is and why you picked it. Um, my movie is Inside Out and I picked it because I've always loved that one. It's one of the newer ones. I don't know what year it came out, actually. I didn't look that up, but um, it's one of the ones I remember just like really resonating with and it felt less like a kid's movie to me like it felt like it was more for Mm -hmm. adults than it was for kids Mm -hmm. um so that's why I picked it I just really like that movie yeah I definitely agree with you that like even though it revolves around this girl which you're going to talk about in a minute like it feels a lot deeper than just like a generic kid's movie yeah so let's talk about the story. Can you give me kind of like a beginning, middle, end? Yeah, so um, it follows the story of a family that moves from Minnesota to San Francisco, uh, mom and dad and a little girl named Riley. And at the beginning, like it basically just follows her life from when she was born. And then as she is born, you see from the perspective of what's happening in her brain, there's joy that comes in that kind of controls her happiness and then comes sadness and disgust and fear and anger. I don't know what order they come in, but they all come in and then you see how they react and respond. And 
and not just react and respond, but like control in Mm -hmm. a way, the way that she reacts to life and her experiences. And you see how the personality of Riley is created with these memories. Mm -hmm. And then, so they move and she's kind of a, she's, I think like a preteen or a teenager Mm -hmm. and they move to San Francisco and that's kind of where it all gets good. And she starts responding to things differently before she's, there are more negative thoughts Um, And in the end, she ends up so upset and so frustrated that she decides to run away. Um, And then, you know, you have this whole other bigger story happening inside her brain of joy and sadness getting lost in like the recesses of her mind and Mm -hmm. trying to recover who Riley is. And I don't know, it's it's like a two-sided story. Yeah. And it like... Even though they're completely separate stories, kind of, they're also very much woven together. Yes. Like, Riley has no clue that, you know, joy and sadness are not at headquarters or whatever. But, like, it feels, it's very much interwoven together. Yes. Well, and it's like chicken egg. Like, what's causing what, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Was there anything you forgot before you watched it again? Um, I forgot how many times I cried. I I probably <laughs> cried, I don't know, four or five times. Okay. And then I, all the different, whenever joy and sadness are traveling through her brain, oh my gosh, some of those are so funny. Like the boyfriend creator and yeah. the, the, the dream work, like the dream productions was hilarious. All those yeah. little details were so great. Yeah. I had forgotten... Like, how, I don't know, how much it really leads you to believe that Riley's kind of depressed. Yeah. And, like, what that really looks like and how, like, she really just shuts down and overthinks some things. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was really interesting. I think it, like, really gives us a lot of insight into how our thoughts can be connected to, like, different memories. Because that's really what the core of this, like, movie is, is that, like, as she recalls things, they're tied to those characters that you talked about earlier. And I thought it was interesting, an interesting way to look at it. Mm-hmm. I am a psychology minor. Really? And like, I yeah, I never really thought about those kind of things. Um, as far as memories, we didn't talk a lot about that in my program. Mm-hmm. We talked a lot about personality. Yeah. <laughs> but not so much about how memories can tie into it. So I thought it was a really interesting take on it. Yeah. So we'll jump right into characters. So a list is joy, sadness, anger, fear, disgust, Riley, mom, and dad. Who is your favorite or who are your favorites? I really loved sadness. I thought she just made, she made you laugh. And then just the voice, the voice is just perfect. And the sweater she's wearing and everything. Uh, I just really, really enjoyed every time sadness came on the screen. I was interested and then disgust yeah. is hilarious. I really liked her. Um, but I also, I really love the mom and dad characters because they're so real. Like you can just see that they're, they're this really happy family and they have to do this really hard thing. And I feel like the parents respond just like how any parents would. Like just very um, organically. Like they're upset and frustrated about their moving van, but they also like want to keep their daughter happy. And they're so confused as to what's happening with her. And so I just really enjoyed the parents. I thought they were very realistic. Yeah. I think my favorite is definitely Joy. She 
she feels like she's trying to take care of Riley. It's not so much she wants her to have her emotion as much as she wants her to be taken care of. And then, like, as a whole, like, these characters, these voice actors that are portraying these characters are absolutely amazing. Yes. Like, I don't think sadness would be as good if it wasn't uh, by Phyllis Vance, who's Bob Vance's wife from Vance Refrigeration, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And you're just, like, she looks like a teardrop. And then, yeah, that big, giant sweater she wears, Mm -hmm. like, really makes her... um, really makes her into something else I like to talk a lot about how like there are comparisons to characters and I think that Joy is definitely Leslie Nope if Leslie Nope was a Disney character yes definitely like I don't even know how they I mean I'm sure that's why they cast Amy Poehler right but like if she was a Disney character she would be Joy yeah but are there any connections you have with characters I felt like, I felt like they all, joy for sure, because I do tend to like avoid negative emotions and I like to be happy more than not. But I feel like every single one of them, it just, it reminds me of myself because that's kind of what they meant to do is to say, this is something that everybody has. And it made me think like, when I make decisions, am I making them from the perspective of joy or fear or any one of these things? Or am I using my whole brain to make this decision? So yeah, I I just think that they mostly reminded me of myself. That's awesome. I hadn't really thought of it from that perspective, which is silly because like that's kind of the whole point of the movie. <laughs> but I hadn't thought about the fact that like I am that way as well. Like I overthink things and I do all the things. Interesting. This movie is just like one of those movies that like makes you think even though like you don't have to think to watch it, you right. know? Right. Right. I just, every time I watch it, I get, like, engrossed in the ideas that are presented, even though I know they're not totally, like, scientific or whatever. Sure. I'm like, what if, like, I really do have all these memories that are just these little small balls in my brain, (laughs) but I know that's not how it is, I promise. (laughs) Um, What's your favorite quote from this movie? I think the only one that I've used in real life and, like, could could have remembered from the show is either the triple dent gum thing yeah. or the, when he says detecting high levels of sass <laughs> that was my favorite thing yeah my favorite is the very opening uh scene where joy says have you ever looked at someone and thought what is going on inside their head <laughs> which has become like a, I don't know if you're on TikTok, but it's become like a sound that they use for TikTok. And oh, then it really? goes into this, it goes into a song that's similar to like Sweet Dreams Are Made of This, like the da 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 I don't know. That was terrible. <laughs> but like it, it like has them doing crazy things. And so like that's one that's my favorite because I immediately go into that. But what Joyce says is, I actually do. And you're like, oh, so that's where this like sound bite comes from. So that's my favorite quote. There's not a quote I ever use from this movie because, like, I feel like everything in this movie is so into, like, the storyline. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't adapt well to, like, everyday life where, like, I don't know. I just can't wait to be king, you know? Things like that where they're catchy even though they don't necessarily apply to real life. Right. Um, let's talk sequels. Would you want a sequel for this movie? 
Yeah, I don't really see a tipping off point for one, though. There wasn't, yeah. there really weren't any strings that were left. I mean, I'm sure they could do it like, you know, Riley's college life and then getting married and having a kid of her own if they wanted to. I don't think that anyone's calling for it, though. They're too busy about Frozen 3. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be interesting to do another Inside Out that wasn't related to Riley. So, like, the same personalities exist in this other child's head and just have a completely different story. Sure. And they'd probably have to do it from a boy's perspective. Yeah, probably. Oh my gosh. I totally forgot. Yeah. I forgot that moment whenever, towards the end, at the hockey thing, whenever she talks to the boy and his brain is like, girl, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed so hard at that. I forgot about it. Yeah, that would, that was a funny moment. And I think that's a, like, I feel like that's the only way that really makes sense for them to re, like, revamp this movie. So I don't know that it, you could necessarily call it a sequel as much as you could call it, like, a revamping, not mm-hmm. even a remake, because it'd be totally different. Yeah. What is your overall favorite moment? My favorite moment of the movie was whenever Bing Bong, <laughs> that's just funny to say. Uh, whenever Bing Bong was sad about Riley and then sadness sat with him and, and Joy was like, no, no, quit, you know, he needs to be happy. And she said, no, we need to sit here and we need to be sad. And I just, Mm -hmm. I cried. That's probably the most that I cried. Just the, the sincerity of that moment and the wisdom of that, that Mm -hmm. she didn't even have to try to, to, she just knew instinctively, like, he needs someone to be sad with him. And that really resonates with me because that's something I really struggle with is is sitting in bad feelings. Because I want to be joy. I want to just run away from it and go be happy somewhere and forget about it. But that's not always healthy. And mm-hmm. I'm not good at sitting with my friends when they're sad. And so seeing that, and I feel like it was really the turning point of the movie right there is whenever she says, you have to have both. You can't mm-hmm. just be happy. And so I really like that moment. Yeah. And that moment's really good because, like, she doesn't really say a lot. Like, she does just kind of sit there mm-hmm. and she responds to Joy, but she really doesn't direct any of her comments to Bing Bong. And so I think that's interesting as well. My favorite moment is when Disgust intentionally makes Anger angry so that she can yeah. use his head as a blowtorch to cut yes. the glass to get Joy and Sadness in. Because you're just like, why is she being so rude? And he just is escalating and escalating. And then all of a sudden he like blows and she just like picks him up and points him at the window. And you're like, oh, this is interesting. That's funny. So final thoughts. Any thoughts that you have about this movie that don't necessarily fit in this format? Well, are you into the Enneagram at all? Yes. I'm seven. Okay, I'm a, I'm a nine, and I feel like this movie is, like, the perfect starting point to a conversation about Enneagram, because, and just because of the things I said before, I'm a nine, I don't want to feel sad, I want to feel happy, mm-hmm. I don't like being pulled down, and my husband is a four, and so he likes to sit in negative feelings, he likes to experience happiness and experience sadness, and sit in them, and, and, like, feel them and I can't I just can't and so I think that moment again just the we have to sit in this we have to feel it because it's just good for you it's just good Mm -hmm. for you to see things and it gives you perspective 
Um, and I think that's kind of one of the bigger themes of the movie is Riley's had this this amazing blessed life and has had very few bad things happen to her. And then her world is completely rocked. And even though she does experience depression and feeling empty and sad and lonely and misses everyone, and that's awful, it also makes her a better person. And she comes mm-hmm. around at the end and has a stronger you know, she's, her mental health is stronger and she can mm-hmm. experience joy and sadness if we're saying that everything that happened to her head is what was really happening in her head, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just think it just brings that around to like, you have, you have to have negative thoughts. You have to sit in that and realize that that's just part of life experience and it makes you better. And you need to take the time to like know yourself too. Yeah. And I feel like that's why the Enneagram is such an amazing tool I've learned a lot about myself as I've read through things. I'm like, oh, okay, like this is normal uh, mm-hmm. for my personality type or, you know, whatever. And not to use it to make excuses, but to accept like, oh, wait a second, like I'm not crazy or right. I'm not, you know, losing it. So, yeah, that's a really good point. The final thoughts I wanted to include are I like to talk about what's happening with the movie in the parks And so at Disneyland uh, this past summer in 2019, uh, the Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind ride opened at Pixar Pier. And then you can also meet Joy at Epcot. You used to be able to meet Joy and Sadness, but with the renovations happening at Epcot, it is now just Joy, which is really sad. But yeah, meeting Joy and Sadness First off, it took forever when we went this summer. Oh, no. But, uh, like, when we went and met them, it was really fun. I was wearing a, a Piedmont softball shirt. Yeah. And Joy pointed to my shirt, and, like, her and Sadness played softball. So it was, like, a really long, like, meet and greet. And so that's what was causing the line to be long. Uh-oh. Yeah, so... That's what's happening with Inside Out in Disney Parks in the U.S. at least. I didn't look up what was happening in the other parks. But I just wanted to tell you, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it so much. Absolutely. It was fun to talk about it. I'm so glad you joined us for this week's Princess in the Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Princess in the Podcast and on Twitter and TikTok at Princess in Pod. Visit our website, princessinthepodcast.com. I hope you live happily ever after.